0: by Sports Interaction, Canada's Sportsbook. Well, that's a little bit better, isn't it? Welcome, everyone, to Game Over Calgary. I am Peter Klein. Thank you all so much for staying up a little bit late. Uh, It's not Ottawa late uh, here on a Sunday night as we break down Calgary Flames 5-1 win over the Senators of Ottawa. We'll be talking about uh, mainly positive things tonight. This is going to be a pretty happy show as the Flames pick up a a rather convincing victory uh, this evening. But first... Want to bet? Then get into the action on Sports Interaction. The boys of summer... Sorry, get into the action at Sports Interaction. Uh, The boys of summer are back on the Diamond of March Madness. Is on deck, bet, pregame, live, in play, or on one of our many... Prop bets. Sports Interaction makes it easy to deposit, play, and cash out. Head to sportsinteraction.com SDPN or in Ontario, download the app now using the QR code at the bottom of the screen. Uh 19 years and older, please play responsibly. If uh gambling is an area of problem for you, there are notes are links in the show notes to help out with that. Uh yeah. Marev coming right over, right over the top, saying this is how the top nine should be for the. I'm assuming this is for the rest of the year. Wouldn't change a thing. Uh, left-handed penman sure looked like, uh, sure looked good against a fourth-string goalie. It'd be nice if Gibson could pull it together against the Preds. Yes, there's going to be some uh, scoreboard watching the rest of the season now. But overall, look to to steal the the, the TikTok audio. A win is a win. win is a win is it against a team that's outside of the playoffs right now going into the second part of a back-to-back yuh-huh was it against the goalie who has made three more starts in the nhl than i have sure was don't care the flames needed that win in the worst way possible and they get that win with a a 5-1 victory and there are a number of different um Factors, I think, for this one. A, the team played really well. There was a couple of missteps in the first period, but after that, like this team gave Ottawa really no hope and quite frankly gave the Senators no reason to really exert themselves after playing in Vancouver. And as they mentioned on the broadcast, this is a shitty way for Ottawa to come in here. They played in Vancouver yesterday, so you're flying Vancouver to Calgary, that's a time zone. And then we had the stupid time change thing. So we lost another hour last night. So these guys are dealing with like two basically losing 2 hours and then they had to come out and play a hockey game. Oh. I just got the alert on my phone. Maud tweeting out go uh going live. Come be sad with us right now. Uh so sorry that we're uh ruining the fun night for the Ottawa Senators. But no, like th- this is a quality team win and normally this would be a night where it'd be like, yeah, you took care of business, you got the job done. Not this year. Not this... Are you kidding me? The Who? Like, just raise your hands in the chat or whatever. Just make, make it like, yeah, no, you got me. When you saw that Ottawa's goalie had like two starts in his NHL career and played in the ECHL this year, how many of you thought, oh, this is going to be like 35 saves tonight from this dude, that this is going to break our hearts? Because that's 100% where I went with this one. And we we've seen too many times this team lose to bad teams. We could go up and down the schedule of games. I mean, 2 days ago they lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to in the excuse me, in the Anaheim Ducks and so that that's been that that that's the bar's been set very low for wins that Flames fans can get excited about. This was one they needed desperate excuse me. Uh, this is one they needed desperately. Colorado is 7 points clear of the Flames or was for the last wildcard spot. I wouldn't be setting my sights on Colorado. I still feel like they have one last run in them, but we'll see. Maybe they're they're just kind of uh, to steal a racing term, conserving fuel before they get to the finish line of the, the Stanley Cup playoffs. But look, I, like I said, a win is a win. And for this team now, I, we are getting very, very close. And yeah, like Luke said, he did make 35 saves. Um, the, the Flames, another one where they put 40 shots on goal. We are getting close to a point where Markstrom is the guy that you feel like you can count on again. It's been pretty solid now. Like again, like the other night, you'd wished for some more saves, but for Markstrom, I think they said he had a 9.34 save percentage in his last five games coming into this one. Tonight, we said, I said in the opening that the the Flames didn't really give the Ottawa Senators a whole lot of hope. For getting back into this game. Most of that is Jacob Markstrom. You have Brady Kachuk coming in all alone. And Markstrom makes the big save. Leads to a goal that gets disallowed. But still is a big one. Um, it was I believe the second period. Yeah they were that in the ice. So second period. The the save on Dabrinkin. Huge. Huge in that game. If he scores there. It's a one goal game. And all of a sudden. You're gripping the stick a little bit tight. Going into the third period. Because we've seen that before. Markstrom Gave this um, gave the Ottawa Senators zero life in this game, and I, I think he was the big reason why. Because like the, I think the Flames played pretty well, but overall, in the first period, there were some sloppy plays of the puck and a couple of really good opportunities for the Sens that could have maybe like oh, we've outplayed these guys and it's one one. Like here we go again. Markstrom gave absolutely zero air to that conversation tonight that was that, that. was a great performance. And now it's starting to become a pattern, right? And it is. Like, I've I've made the joke a couple of times where this is going to be Fred Van Vliet in the 2019 finals, but it's kind of like, oh, not on that scale, but this guy has been great since the, the birth of his child. And I don't know, again, who knows what, what goes on? These are all human beings, right? But it, this is the guy who Flames fans thought they were going to get for the entirety of the season. It probably is a little bit too late. It probably is uh, too little too late from a Flames standpoint for this season. But it gives you more confidence going into next year with Jacob Markstrom. And if if you're someone who wants to just completely blow things up, it gives you confidence that maybe you can raise the trade value up a little bit. I don't think that's going to be the way it's going to go down. But Markstrom is exactly what Flames fans wanted him to be now and that gives you confidence going forward. It's gonna be a lot of him the the rest of the way. Personally, I would go Vladar in the next game Tuesday against Arizona so that Markstrom is ready for the Thursday night game out in Las Vegas, Nevada. But that this is this is what you want from your starting goalie. Speaking of what you want, Jonathan Huberto gets a goal tonight. I thought he looked good. I mentioned with Julian in the last game that uh that I was on here with, I thought that uh, Huberto was starting to come out of it a little bit. One thing though, and that this is part of my ignorance on this. Normally when I, like you see like center or wing or whatever, I, I, I tend to view centers as, or sorry, I tend to view forwards as you're either a center or you're a non-center. I don't left wing, right wing, whatever. Um, so I was unaware that the entire season we've been playing Huberto on the wing that he wasn't comfortable with. Um, and by all means, chat, and you guys are great at pointing out if I, if I miss anything, I, he's been struggling all year. It took us till fucking March to think, oh, hey, let's put him to the side where he got 80 goddamn assists last year. It took us till March. I, I, There's part of me that absolutely 100% believes this. There's part of me that's like, there's no way I must have heard this wrong. I must have been seeing it wrong. It wasn't something I was paying attention for. I didn't tr- chart a whole lot from Florida last year. So it's just like, oh yeah, he played wing in Florida, playing wing here. I, he's right-handed, so he's on the right side, whatever. The fact that this is a guy who like was unbelievable on the left side last year, and for we're, 67 games, you are like, ah, you can play the other side. And then when it was going on a historically bad pace, then we decided... Oh, yeah, 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 go for it. Yeah, no, uh, um, Amanda's right. It took Sutter till March. Like, is there a more Daryl Sutter thing than a star player who had 115 points a season ago struggling all season to finally 67 games in in March be like, okay, yeah, you can go play the side you're comfortable on. It's so Daryl. I was flabbergasted. Like, the gumption of that. It's its unbelievable. It's hilarious that it, he had 115 points last year. He has not looked comfortable for a whole lot of this year. It's been getting there, but it's been slowly getting there. And we're just now thinking, oh, well, let's just put him on the side. He's comfortable on. Really? 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 This is, oh, my God all of those are going to be thumbnails for the game tomorrow although the one i have is pretty phenomenal but like god damn it man like that, that i i it is the most flamesy thing this year oh well we gotta gel the line gotta got get these guys gelling eight games in oh we lost a game Fucking change everything oh even in a win this team finds a way to drive me up the fucking wall sometimes uh let's go into the chat a reminder like this video share it with your friends subscribe to the channel hit the bell icon so you know when we're coming um but this is these are a lot of fun man like I, i i really enjoy it and we want to bring more people in so share like subscribe all of that. Let's get into the chat. Matt C, nothing like an embarrassing loss to spark this team into action until we play another bottom team, of course. Yeah, it's Tuesday. They get their first look at Mullet Arena. That one has loss written all over it, doesn't it? Like That That just is screaming for the Flames to, to fuck something up. Uh, Amanda, as Alan Walsh said in his tweet, I saw that. Calgary left wing Jonathan Huberto scores. That is... Uh, uh, he'll be almost uh point per game next to Backlund for a few games. Never went back to it. That one I kind of understand because Backlund is just a giver of all things talent. Like tonight, I mean, he gave us two and then one. But he is... That line has been so good at getting guys going that it, I don't mind for a little bit that that was kind of a factory where it's like, oh, you're struggling? Bring him on the back and he'll shoot him out a quality NHL player. That one was just to get Huberto straight and let him kind of get back going. So this way now, like in theory, you have... Huberto, who can get a dude going, and I think he's helped and We'll get to him in a little bit. Um, and then you have Backlund, who has been able to, to really drive things. Now, all of a sudden, you have two lines where things are doing that. And boy, isn't that much fun. But uh, no, I, I'm with you. Like it, I thought it took a while for them to, to mix that up as well. Luke chiming back in, it's nice to be able to laugh uh, about a mistake like Backlund's giveaway assist for Ottawa instead of talking about how we lost because of one bad play. That is very true. Um, and I- I've said before, to this team's credit, tonight they-, they handled it well. But I've said before, this team does not handle adversity all that well. They handled it well tonight. Um, as-, as little as Ottawa provided, they were able to, to handle that. We had a, a mini debate about Milan Lucic, which I didn't totally get. Um, AU's vlog just goes, Peter! With exclamation marks. Um, so, hi. And, um, that, that one, uh, I think it's, like, it's technically called, like, pray or Praise or whatever, but it's two hands. I always, because I'm a Miami uh, Hurricanes fan, always look at it like it's the the U for the the Miami Hurricanes. Um, so, that's what it, it gets me. Um Amanda says, not sure if this was answered before, but was there a reason we didn't challenge the Ottawa goal on the bad pass by Backlund Markstrom? Puck went out of the zone and re-entered, and Ottawa didn't exit the zone. Ah, uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Uh, I don't believe it was brought up. I thought Giroux, with his hit, kind of held it in all right. So I don't know if, at one point, it was a Calgary person who brought it back in, which tends to nullify things. So, um... I, I missed that one. If that's what happened, I missed it. It ends up not mattering a ton, but no, I mean that's attention to detail from Amanda tonight, so we appreciate that. The other one that I want to talk about here as we transition to uh what we in the business call segment 2. Um Michael Backlund was phenomenal in this game. And yeah, we, we like the error is obvious. I don't know what he was trying to do cuz you see on that play if he's trying to um, to bank it over to to Uyghur anyway, Uyghurs basically covered, like, there's a guy there anyway, like, that was, um, to, 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 to steal a line from, I think it's Anastasia, the, the Disney movie, this can only end in tears, there is no way any of that was going to, to end up very well, but aside from that, once again, Michael Backlund, and once again, this show, with me hosting, turns into a Michael Backlund love fest, this is, I think, the best season Michael Backlund has had as a Calgary Flame. I think you put the C on him. I think he has been a tremendously valuable resource to the Calgary Flames this season. And Manjapani's struggling right now, but he got Blake Coleman going for a bit. As mentioned before, he got Huberto going for a little bit. I think Dubé had a moment there. He, The best hockey Trevor Lewis played this season, and uh, Trevor Lewis gets a goal tonight, but the best Lewis uh, hockey Lewis played this year was on a line with Michael Backlund. This guy has been so consistent in a season defined by inconsistency, and now he's starting to put up the points to to show it. He was, once again, phenomenal in this game. And I, like... I'll, I'll oftentimes talk about like players doing things to, to impact winning or have something to do it. He does like three or four things a night that are just for lack of a better term are just winning hockey player moves. And oh, it is, it has been such a treat to, to watch him this year. And I think even if you decide to go the blow it up route, right? Like if they decide, you know what, this didn't work. Let's kaplowy and bro, blow everything up. I think Backlund and Tanev are two guys that I think you need to keep around because contrary to to what might be a popular belief, I don't think you can just go um, 12 forwards under the age of six defensemen under the age of 25, and a goalie who's like 10, and be like, all right, well, rebuilds on. I do think you need to have some adults in the room. And every person that Tanev has played with has turned into a top four defenseman. Vancouver... It took them a while to find a guy to get Quinn Hughes back to to where they thought they could get him to after they let Tanev go. And then they got that dude and traded him again. But that's just LOL Canucks. Unnecessary drive-by, but you get the point. Tanev, if you were to go the, the, the rebuild route, Tanev would be... I, I don't know how thrilled he'd be about it, but he would be such a valuable asset to be able to... to to help nurture the next wave of Flames defensemen. And the same thing for Backlund. Um, If you are going to have, like, it's probably not going to be Phillips, but if you are going to have, like, Zari and some of those guys up next year, I think you need a Michael Backlund to be able to help those guys out with. And so I I have loved what Backlund has been able to do. Um, Left-handed Penman coming in. So you're saying Backlund should be the number one center. Maybe with Huberto and Lindholm, try and get a real number one line instead of this score-by-committee thing that isn't working. To be fair, it worked tonight. But, that look, I, I don't hate that idea. The one thing about it is, like, uh, like scoring is key. That line is also playing the top opposition on the other side all night, right? Like, they are, and that's, what, that, that's the other part of it, and I, I thank you, Penman, for bringing this one up. Um, if that is your full name. But I I, I thank you for bringing this up because it's something that I I often forget about. They're getting some of the top defensive... kind of minutes for responsibility, is the word I was looking for. They're getting the top defensive responsibilities on a night-in-night-out basis, and they're still doing that. So yeah, it would—it it certainly would help scoring-wise, and I think Hubert on and, and Lindholm would be interesting, and they'd also be all right in their own end, but I, I think you would then take a pretty substantial step back, and I don't know who you would put out there against a Stutzla line. Um, Not that you're slowing down McDavid, but I against the McDavid line. Um on Thursday, I don't know who you're pointing out there against Eichel, you know? So while while this team needs work in scoring goals, one hundred percent. I think that you you would kind of be um robbing Peter to pay Paul in that sort of a thing, right? Like you you would just kind of be I don't think you would get necessarily the results you want because you are now leaving a gigantic hole on the the defensive side of things. One other thing I want to mention about the the forward group before we dive uh, back into the chat, although I'm kind of hitting it just one by one in here. Um Pelche tonight. The the Lindholm goal where he gets the, his 200th. Pelche makes such a smart move. Like like they they kind of mentioned on the broadcast. He does set a bit of a pick, but these are the types of plays that I think are so smart. You'll see a lot of times, a three-on-one, one of the guys will do a net drive, that'll draw the, the defenders to them, and that either opens up a passing lane, it creates traffic in front, or whatever. Pelche looked like he was going to do that, and he makes kind of a hard break toward the front of the net, and that drew two Ottawa Senators defensemen up to him, and then instead of just going hard to the net, which wouldn't be a bad play, you know, like, it, for what ended up happening, it wouldn't have made a whole lot of sense, but get to the front of the net. That's what we've been saying about this team all fucking year. Um... I think that you could, in in theory, see him do that. But instead, he's going to the net, and then he kind of curls up a little bit. And the two guys are already like, well, we've got to follow this dude. So they kind of pay attention to him. That left that passing lane wide open for the pass from Backland to, to Lindholm to finish it off. That, that really, I don't want to say put the game away, but at that point, it kind of felt like, okay, these guys are going to be able to do what they want to do in this game tonight. And I I thought that was such a veteran play from Pelche to to kind of recognize I'm going to draw two defenders here and also I think it's a, a note on Pelche that you have a talented team out there you have it, it's your power play one unit in theory you have like five of your most talented guys out there and Pelche drawing that kind of attention now I, that might be reading into things too much I don't know if they had look we have to pay attention to Pelche fuck Lindholm I I think that they they had to. Um, I-, I think there was a little bit of just reacting like, Hey, d- d- that guy, go get him. Um, so I-, I, maybe like he's earned the respect that might be a little bit much, but that was such a unsung part of that play was Pelche driving in to occupy two defenders, which opened up the passing lane and then kaboomy. Um, great stuff there. Great, great, great stuff there. If you've missed any of this these replays are up all the time you do have to kind of dig for them a little bit which is why we say like the video subscribe to the channel and click on the bell notification the algorithm hasn't ever fully kind of recovered for us um after uh some of those kids were playing video games on live streams they weren't supposed to and so youtube once again blowing out a candle with a fire hose decided that all live videos are gonna we're gonna fuck them around with them with the uh, the algorithm Um, and so that, that's been a bit of a challenge. That's why subscribing helps. That's why liking helps. It keeps things kind of rolling in your, um, I was gonna say for you page, but your YouTube home streaming and helping out your algorithm to know when we're coming up, but also, if you miss any of this, it's available in podcast form. Just subscribe to the Game Over NHL podcast feed wherever you get uh, your podcasts and rate, review, subscribe to that wherever you can. Let's get back into the chat. Left-handed Penman mentioning the back one up on the top line. Manjapani, Coleman, and Lewis could be a shutdown line. It could, yeah. I'm, I am I have noticed I am not nearly as high on, Cole, or on, on Lewis as other people are. I kind of prefer him on the wing, although he scores tonight. Um... I don't know if I'm trusting him with that type of a a, a thing. Like I, I, it, it might work. And look, if if you're looking to get goals, why not for a game, right? But I, I feel like right now the way things are stacked up, I kind of like how it's going, um, especially with, with Huberto over on the, the left side now, which apparently fixes a problem that I didn't know we had for 66 games this season. But uh, no, I, I don't mind that. Uh, oh, good morning from Sweden. Good evening from Calgary. Uh, it's 10.08. I can say good night now. Uh, <laughs> good night from Calgary. But uh, that makes it sound like I'm, I'm signing off. We still have one more, again, as we say in the business segment to get into. Uh, but shout out Carl from uh, from Sweden with the, uh, the good morning. The Swedes stepped up tonight in a big time way. For the Flames, apparently uh, Amanda sending a message from. Uh, well, I, I don't know if they're in the press conference, but uh, a quote from Daryl Sutter: "Yeah, Johnny came in on the right side and buried it." Daryl Sutter, Huberto about to be moved to defense or goal in the next game. He, ugh. Look, it's funny. Like that. That, that is, I, I think that's a bit of a self-aware thing where he's like, "Yeah, like th- th- this ended up working," but. I'm just going to be kind of a shit about it. Like, I just think that's Daryl's personality. To me, there's been a little bit too much stand-up. Um, there, there hasn't been nearly enough accountability taken on his behalf for the struggles this team has had this year, and I think there has been a little bit too much throwing under the bus for this team this year. But, um, so... The oh isn't that fun from Daryl I tend to just kind of roll my eyes at um th- this year but that that is kind of funny uh, also logo uh, Logan Gordon who by the way is going to be on the show coming up on Thursday I got logo coming on for Game Over against the Vegas Golden Knights tweeting from Flames post game Rasmus Anderson on Michael Backlund backs as our leader I would give the dude the seat now the last guy who I said that about got traded but I I I would have um. I, I would give him the C now at this point. Um, Madov tweet, uh, tweeting, messaging in, who would you take out of the lineup to add Coronado? Lucic seems like the obvious choice, but we know that's not happening with this coach. Yes. What I would do and what they would do are two different things. I think what will happen is probably it would be, like, it would probably be um, what it If it were me, well, I would already have Lucic out of the lineup for Ruzichka, but that's not going to happen. So, like, yes, Again, I would have it be Lucic. I would love for it to be Lucic. I think that would make all the sense in the world, but it's probably just going to be one of the young kids to to have him find his way in. So as as frustrating as that is, that's probably how it's going to go. Just quickly, uh, before we wrap things up on a, a solo episode tonight, one other thing I like that the Flames are doing a little bit more of, and it's something I've called for a little bit with this team this year, that blue line, has so much untapped potential offensively. I really think that this is a group that needs to um, needs to be used offensively more. We saw tonight, like Noah Hannafin, that, that the touch on that goal was great. And again, the offensive instincts to see where the defender is kind of creeping up to, to Huberto there at the blue line. Perfect touch pass from Huberto. And Hannafin, with the nice read, gets behind the defense and scores. Just... It's those types of things. Anderson, I I thought it was a smart move to not just fire one into the the logo of the goalie on that three-on-one shorthanded, which, man, I don't have it written down. Penalty kill balled out tonight. I gather from uh, seeing social media, that's just kind of Ottawa's get-down with how their power play's gone the last little bit, but the the penalty kill was phenomenal. But Anderson, circling around back behind the goal and uh, uh, setting up a pass in front that Chikrin twerked out of the way. And uh, Rasmus had another real good rush tonight. This blue line has offensive upside. Zadorov has shown it a couple of times. I don't think Stetcher's got a ton of it. Um, Tanev no, but specifically with Hannafin and with Rasmus and with Uyghur, there is a lot of offensive skill there and we're talking about adding goals, right? Like that's been a thing for this team all year get those guys more involved I just, I feel like there is at least another level for, for those guys to be able to get to Left-handed Penman, give him the C if he resigns in the offseason, sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, Carl Flames actually went to the net, and the hard areas tonight, yes. that That's something that has been shifting a little bit over the last little while. That They have been doing that, and it has been working. So, yes, that I... I I am glad you noted that, because I I 100% agree with you on that one. Uh, That is going to do it for this episode of Game Over Calgary. Thank you all so much. It was a Sunday night against Ottawa. You had every reason to not, but you did. And so we greatly appreciate you tuning in one more time. Like this video share it with your friends subscribe to the channel and hit the bell icon so you know when we're doing this again uh but I'll tell you when we're doing it again and that's Tuesday when the flames take on the Arizona coyotes um we do this after every flames home game even or sorry after every flames game home or away even when they play Arizona. Audie's going to have you for that one. I get you again on Thursday against the Vegas Golden Knights with Logan Gordon. My name is Peter Klein. You can follow me on social media, Twitter and Instagram. I am at Primetime Klein. I have another podcast called Couch Potato Diary. Uh, <laughs> left-handed penman. Put a bow on it. Good show, thanks. Yes, um, Audie has certainly claimed put a bow on it for uh, as his own. He, he is much better with it. So I will bid you all adieu. Have a wonderful night, and we'll talk to you guys again later this week.